Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here, we explore the areas where others fear to tread. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking. I'm also author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and Divorce Matters. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. It's through my own personal journey I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. I'm on a mission to educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives, healing those wounds and healing the wounds of our mothers and our fathers. It stops here, it stops now and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Hey, and you are very, very welcome. I am so pleased that you're here. I haven't got a cup of tea this morning. Um, I've actually got a really nice, um, strong Americano. Anyway, I, I wanted to talk. This is this came up over the weekend. I saw a post about um, people asking whether they're the narcissist and and really that's what I want to tune into today because there are so many different again like everything there's so many different elements to this because yeah on some level we have that narcissistic tendency we're all on that spectrum and it comes down to some crucial developmental stages as to what happens next And that's exactly what I want to explore because we are born, obviously, and we are uh, placed in a family unit, whether that's our natural family unit or whether that's a family unit that are our caregivers. And this is our tribe. They pass on the information to us, even though in our core we know who we are and as part of that safety we take on we learn the rules of that tribe now as a baby we have these narcissistic tendencies that everything's about me and I should be the center and that's survival that's our survival as we grow and we're supported and we're nurtured we go through these developmental stages that allows us to see that we are an individual person unique and individual so as a child and I think the experiments were done on twins I have spoken about this but I actually can't remember where I've spoken whether it was YouTube or here but there was an experiment done on twins one child cries every child cries because they see themselves as a collective they think that the pain one child is experiencing or the hunger or the thirst or the craving for attention is them and their needs so over a period of time, they start to realise that, oh, the, the other twin, my twin, they might be hurting or hungry. What Maybe they don't even think at that point, but I'm okay. I don't need to cry. So one twin cries and the other one doesn't. They see starting to see themselves as separate. With regards to someone who's much higher up on the narcissistic spectrum, they might not have had that chance to do that. They didn't go through crucial developmental stages. This is my belief. They didn't experience, they don't see themselves as separate. They are part of that unit. They will never be separated and they will never see themselves as an individual and they will never be able to. And this is one of the reasons that I believe that 
they have to always be in a relationship because they cannot be alone. So when you start asking if that's something that you have asked, maybe it's something that you're asking at the moment, am I the narcissist? Start to look at and break down some of the things. So first off, you wouldn't be asking that question because you wouldn't be taking responsibility for the breakdown of that relationship. You wouldn't be asking those questions. It wouldn't occur to you because what you're doing is you're placing the blame somewhere else. You're trying to find someone to take responsibility for your actions. As as a person higher up on that narcissistic spectrum, you would be looking to place the blame on the person you're in a relationship with. Or it might be you're looking to put put the blame on somewhere else, but you cannot take responsibility. It's not your fault that you did what you did, whether you had an affair, whether you were having an emotional affair and not a physical affair, whether you were caught up doing something dangerous. Whatever it is, whatever the situation is, you would be looking to place that blame. So the fact that you're actually asking that question, am I the narcissist, would move you down the narcissistic scale. Coming out of these relationships, there are so many things to consider. One is narcissistic fleas. It's, and your whole life was encompassed and taken over by a person. And if you think about yourself, and I've mentioned this, I even think I mentioned it last week, we're all a bunch of chemicals. And I've used this in my book, The A to Z. Um, I talk about it quite a lot. Literally, we are like a science experiment. We are energetic beings and we vibrate and people can affect that energy. And when I used to teach Reiki, I used to, I think I've spoken about this as well, so I do apologise if I keep repeating myself. But some of these are, some of these examples, I think, help you get clarity in your mind. And so I used to play a game which was very similar to what's the time Mr Wolf and we used to split people up one person would go to the end of the room or one couple would go to the end of the room and the other person would be at the other end and facing the wall I would get one part of the pair to walk towards the other part and see when people could feel within their energy somebody walk into their space and that's what we are. We people are walking in and out of our, our our energetic fields that are around us. They affect us, and they have the ability to raise us up. But they also have the ability to pull and drain our energy. And this is what happens in emotionally abusive relationships. The words words are so powerful. They do the same thing. They raise us up, or they drag us down. And this effect is held within us, within our skin. When I was at school, my sister was in the year below me and I was in a business class and we had a supply teacher and he didn't say anything. And this alarm's going off and I and I said to him, are we not going out? Are we? And he was like, well, and I said, well, have you been told that there's a fire practice? But surely if there is a fire practice, we should be going. And he was like, well, and I said, well, I'm sorry. And I closed my books and I got up and walked out and everybody followed me Uh, because it's really weird. You're a teacher. You know, surely you should be guiding people to do that. 
Anyway, as we got out, there's this plume of smoke coming out of the top floor, which is where our science used to be. So we have physics, chemistry, biology, all up on our top floor. And there was this black smoke um, coming out of the window. And I can't remember what the chemical was, but it was my sister's class and they'd been playing with this product, uh, this chemical, and somebody had dropped it. And apparently you lift it, as you lift it out of the solution it's held in, the oxygen creates fire and somebody had dropped it, whether it was the teacher or a student, I don't know, and it set fire to their classroom. They all ended up in hospital. But what I'm saying is that's what's happening. So if you take the science lab that we had, that is our body. The words can create a reaction within us. And when we look at that, we can, and particularly with the power of words, other people have this ability if we allow them, and that is a crucial point, I'll come back to that, to affect how we react, whether we respond or react. And a lot of the work that I do is about responding. It's looking at the triggers within the body. Are we safe? Do we live in a safe environment. There's the hormones that we can bring in as well. The hormones have a huge or play a huge role. Our memory and the feelings. So if we look at the narcissistic fleas, living in an environment, perhaps you grew up in an environment where one or both of your caretakers were higher up on the narcissistic scale. It might be that they gaslit, that they used triangulation, they lived through their trauma and they placed that trauma and the way that they reacted and responded to situations was given to you. So the narcissistic fleas might be that you learn from a young age how to triangulate people, how to manipulate people, how to lie to protect yourself because person who's way up on the narcissistic scale the on the 70 and above will be living through their own fears through their own inability their own decision making their own trauma they might be living from the narcissistic fleas and the guidelines that they were given and this is a self-perpetuating thing it just goes on and it gets passed on and this is why for me it's really important to say do you know what it stops with me and I'm stopping right here and I'm stopping now and I'm not taking this any further I'm going to do something about my trauma I'm going to do something about I'm going to turn my change everything I'm never experiencing this relationship again this form of relationship again And I'm going to set some really strong boundaries. I'm going to heal the trauma that's inside me. I'm not going to allow this to run my life. And I'm not going to allow somebody else to step in and trigger those wounds. If you're asking, am I a narcissist? Why are you asking those questions? And then go back and think about that. Is it because you've been told that there's something wrong with you? Is it because, again, this is the power of words. Is it because you believe there's something wrong with you? That's the power of the energy, that energetic vibration. And again, these things can come from these narcissistic fleas. It might be that we have a wounding and it might be that you've experienced abandonment right the way through your life. It might be that you've experienced shame and the shame has been passed down like an unwanted gift through the generations. It might be that you've experienced betrayal 
And again, that betrayal has shifted through each generation. This is why it's so important to, when you're healing, to look on every single level. I've spoken before, I'm a woundologist, that's what I do, I look at wounds. But I don't just look at your wounding, I look at the ancestral patterns and I also look at past life wounding because we can have brought that in, in a different way. And we look at it as a whole, as a collective, because it's so important. And with some of these wounds that are taken on in this lifetime and that aren't from childhood, they're linked in. So it might be like a building block, like Lego, you're playing with Duplo or I can't think what the other ones are, Mega Blocks or something, I think they're called. You're locking on different statements and it might be that you've heard somebody say something oh, you're always like that, you're always doing that, you're bad with money, you're... And they add in a statement around that. And you take that on as a belief. And this is how um, we create this belief system. Because when you're born, you don't think, oh, I'm always like that. When you're born, you don't have this belief about yourself. These beliefs are given to you. And this is why one of the most powerful things you can do is wound talk and bash these statements out. Now, I am actually putting a course together and I said I'm going to run it in October and I will and I will do it online so that everybody can join because I know I have a lot of people in the States that follow me. It's really powerful to be able to follow these statements through the power of words. The power of words are connected to the power of energy and vibration because they affect how we feel inside and we go back then to us being a chemistry lab because that's what's happening we can somebody can say something or make us feel a certain way they might look at us and we shrink down inside and that's that chemical reaction that's that reaction within us it might be that you remember that from a teacher or a parent or a grandparent or an aunt an uncle and you're a young child and you make some comment and you just get from the corner of your eye you can see or feel this is how the empath is born in my belief this is how the empath is born they feel that they've said or something that has upset someone they're living from their wounds projecting it onto you and they've projected their wounds onto you and now you're living somebody else's life because you're living with their wounding they're living possibly with somebody else's wounding and this goes on and it spirals until we say uh-huh I'm done now I'm not doing this again I'm never experiencing this again so are you the narcissist? The fact that you're answering that question, I'm going to say, no, you might have narcissistic fleas. You might have wounding. You might have been told there's stuff wrong with you. But we can do something about this. So I'm going to put a link below if you are interested in coming or putting your name down and reserving a space. Let me know. And I'll put a link below. Just say, please send me more information. And I'll give you the dates and I'm just going off to plan it today so I haven't got exactly everything to hand but I will have with it by Thursday so if you are interested and you do want to say do you know what I'm done I don't want this anymore um, send me a message and I will um, I will come back to you and um, with the information and you can say I'm hoping you're going to say yep I'm ready to do this 
I hope this has been useful. Please, 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 as always, if you need anything, reach out and I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.